Okay, let's try that again. Welcome to Once Upon a Sport. This is the podcast where we talk about the small stories behind the big games. We have a lot of friends in the arts, and I think a lot of people are going to end up at a Super Bowl party one way or another. This will give you a chance to figure out who you want to root for, what their story is, and what it says about you that you'd cheer for them. Hi, my name is Peter. I am a comedian and writer, and I've seen a squid in the wild. Why would I lie? Why would I start with that? good. I didn't go with that. Go with what? Egg farmer. You want me to tell them I'm an egg farmer? Did I add some like, weight to what I'm saying? Yeah. Hi, I'm Ted. Uh, we all know each other through an educational background. We're teachers, and uh, I used to be uh, an athlete of sorts, and now my focus, now that that part of my life is kind of in the rearview mirror, I spend all my energy and time watching sports instead now. Wow, that's kind of sad. <laughs> it's, it sounds much more depressing than <laughs> Yeah, yeah, is. you're a happy guy. I am a yeah. very genuine that happy guy. That very I tragic. Did, it yeah. really did. I think it's because you said all your time. That's true. <laughs> And we have a special guest for this episode. We always bring someone who doesn't follow sports onto the show. And here's Liza. So I'm Liza. I have an interest in filmmaking and herbs and plants. And I also like to listen to the radio, you know, listen to CBC. You guys know. (laughs) You know, listen to the news. But one thing that I don't follow is sports, so that's why I'm here to um, be informed about which which teams I like. Yes, and thank you for being here, Liza. Okay, let's get right to it. Liza, the Super Bowl is between the New England Patriots, so Patriots, and the Los Angeles Rams. Just based on those names, Patriots and Rams, which way are you leaning? Patriots. You want? Oh, okay, so very political. <laughs> yes, yeah. because I've heard of the Patriots more, so oh, okay. I think they're probably good. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure the Rams are good too. I kind of feel bad saying that, but all I really know about them is that I've heard their name. So I guess it's not really. Okay, and that reason. concludes our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Let's start with the Patriots. Sure. What's, what's the story of the Patriots? So if you're looking for a team to cheer for and you're considering the Patriots, what you're thinking about or what's going to put you on their side is greatness. The story of the Patriots, especially this time around, is a team that has consistently won for 17 years now. 03 was their first win. It's unbelievable. So this story, when it began, everyone was excited. You know, it was young and starting out, and they were a new power. And then 10 years in, everyone was amazed. It was unbelievable how much success they had, record-setting success. But now, 17 years in, 
everyone is bored. Lots of people are angry at the Patriots. They always win. They always beat the team you might be cheering for. And people are sick of how good they are. And we're going to get into, I know, a little bit later about the specific characters. But one of the other things that adds to this greatness is that it's done with the same core. Uh, They've had the same uh, quarterback, the same kind of captain of their team for this whole run. They've had the same head coach, the same owner, and a handful of players that have been around for multiple trips to the Super Bowl. So football is also a game where there's a lot of turnover. You know, the average uh, career for an NFL player is two and a half years. uh, And yet this handful of really good players has been on this run with them the whole time. I like in this story, you know, if you can think of uh, back when you were in school, if you ever had a class you did really well in and you were a great student in music or or drama or math, <laughs> for my math students out there. That's me. Yeah, that's you? Yeah. Not, <laughs> okay, math. not at all. Well, that's me. And <laughs> after a certain time, if you perform really well, people stop celebrating it. Teachers stop noticing it. And instead of being like, wow, you got a 9 out of 10 or, or you really achieved a lot there, if you get a 9 out of 10, they go, oh, how did you get one wrong? It changes for people at a certain time where instead of celebrating greatness, we go, oh, well, not as good as the last test you did. So what have you done for me lately? And that is really where the Patriots are at. That's the story of the Super Bowl. How do you feel about that? Well, okay, so this makes sense of why I've heard their name so much if they're winning all the time. So, but I definitely didn't know that people were sick of them or resented them for winning so much. But I think, you know what, if a team is working hard and doing well, then we should just basically be happy for them. That's my first instinct, you know? I mean, I haven't been watching them for 17 years or whatever, so I don't feel that resentment of them beating my my teams that I was rooting for, but. What, what do you think at home? Just celebrate greatness or move over? <laughs> okay, the Los Angeles Rams. What's the story of the Rams? So the story of the Rams is basically innovation and youth coming in to kind of disrupt the way things have always been done. And a real part of that story is a couple years ago now, not that long ago, they were one of the worst teams in the league. They struggled. They never. They hadn't made the playoffs to play for to even start to play for the championship. All they did was change the coach. They went from one coach to baby coach. And baby coach, I I, I was shocked. Baby coach gaga goo gooed his way. (laughs) This was last year. His team was the best. So their coach is a young man. He's just turned 33 this week, which is decades younger than most of the head coaches out uh, on the other teams. He's... He's in a diaper. (laughs) And head coaches, on average, are 140 years old. (laughs) For comparison's sakes, he is literally half the age of the other coach. Mm -hmm. Exactly half the age. So, and it's it's not just their coach. Uh, Their quarterback is only in his third season in the league. They have really uh, a new approach to playing the game of football. 
and there was this narrative of, okay, well, this game's getting younger and faster, and we're changing the way we think about designing football because of these teams. Giving young people their shot. Sometimes we overlook people because they haven't paid their dues. If you like the Rams, you like giving that most talented person in the room their shot right now. Give them the keys to the kingdom. What do you think of that? Yeah, so I, I think that's really cool. I like that he's so young because I'm uh, I'm 32, so I can really... You could coach the Rams. I could basically... <laughs> now I know that I have a chance at coaching the Rams, basically. But mm-hmm. I guess I would still root for the Patriots wow. at this point. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, maybe we should continue with the Rams to try to win you over. If you want to know a little more about Sean McVay, I've got something to show you here. We saw you on television and you remembered a ton of plays. This is Sean McVay's time in Washington. Oh, no. So we're bringing like it. it back to 2015, week seven. Bucks at Skins. Yep. Second and seven on the Tampa Bay 24. 58 seconds left in the fourth quarter. Jamison Crowder wheel route down the right sideline. <laughs> Jamison Crowder, we were out down the right sideline, set up the first down, and then how did that drive end? Jordan Reed touchdown and a four-by-one individual ISO slant. And he's that person in the class. Uh, He's certainly a workaholic uh, whiz kid. He's very personable. He's a real, like, player-first coach. He gets along with uh, the players on his team. And again, that comes with the age and uh, being more, you know, within their generation. He has a real attitude that makes you want to see him do well. That's nice. So he, it sounds like he's a positive, a positive coach. That's good. That's important. That's very important to me. Positivity. Mm -hmm. Oh, whoa. Huge that that you said that. Let's talk about the other coach, because positivity is not a word you'd use. (laughs) How would you describe Coach Bill Belichick for the Patriots, Ted? Uh, Is crusty too nice a word? (laughs) Crusty nails it. Yeah. Uh, Maybe the word grump zone. (laughs) One word. Welcome to the grump zone. Now, now to be fair... um, it's it's been a very effective style of coaching. So so Bill Belichick isn't there to be your friend. He's not there to pat you on the back and say you know better luck next time. Oh my God. He is. Could you this imagine? Is, this is really the like uh, the parenting in our culture, where we're like old school tough love parenting yep. versus Sean McVay. I'm your friend parenting absolutely what style of parenting do you believe in guys this is the super bowl we're talking about his his style is definitely not one that puts the players first again that's saying things very nicely but one it's effective obviously because of his past success and there's there's some merit to that style like it is a job that's his job this is his career Okay. He takes it seriously. On that note, here's a clip of Bill Belichick. No days off! 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 That's right. 
he wants this crowd to chant, no days off. <laughs> That's his style of celebration. Okay, but the players beside him are chanting along with him. What do you think of that? The player beside him is cracking up. <laughs> One of them is whispering in another player's ear. Yeah, he's like, I can't believe this is happening. So... Look, that player's not saying it. They are not saying it along with them. But Liza brings up a very good point, which is that if you buy into his system, uh, it's been very effective. If you uh, buy into his system, no days off. <laughs> so the story of the coaches, you've got McVeigh, positive, connected with players, very young, innovative. One play at a time, urgency, do what you do. Love you, man, let's go. Aaron! Hey, look at me. Hey, love you. This is why you're great. And then you have Belichick, older, grumpier, harsher, and with a ton of sustained success. Yeah, and I mean, just chanting no days off is absolutely insane. (laughs) And going in the opposite direction is what of what we want in this world. So I don't know. It's hard to get behind that. So if I'm basing it just on coaches, I'm definitely going to go with the younger, positive coach, McVeigh. Why? McVeigh is yeah, his name? Yeah, Well, just, yeah, just because, I mean, obviously I'm not old school. I don't believe in that style of motivation at all, so. <laughs> well, sustained success for 17 years, Liza. That's <laughs> pretty hard to replicate. <laughs> Now let's record a group laugh to add to the podcast at any point, at any pause. We can just add this. <laughs> yeah. Wow, you are really going light with those laughs, Martha. You're going light on those laughs. Okay, we'll never all be laughing at the same time because when it be, oh, I, I guess you'll put a pause. Okay, in. you're right, you're right. So let's do this take. Liza tells a joke that kills. Oh, guys. Yes. now we're going to tell you some stories of players we're going to try to win you over maybe back to the patriots and then we'll tell you some uh players on the rams and see which way it goes okay let's talk about tom brady tom brady is the leader of the team and the quarterback it's the greatest story in sports he's a living Disney movie. So, so Tom Brady's story uh, starts when he's playing football for Michigan University. But the whole thing happened when he went to the draft and he was trying to get scouted by the teams. They do this race, this run of 40 yards, and they time you. And it's become a real indicator of, you know, your success at the next level. He has one of the most legendary worst times uh, doing this run. He almost didn't get picked. Mm -hmm. It went that long. Mm -hmm. He's a very forgotten guy. Mm -hmm. And he's now statistically... Five years ago, it was a debate. Is he the best ever? And then three years ago, there was no more debate. He's the best ever. And now he's still winning, and we're like, we get it. <laughs> I want to sh- let's show her a clip here. This is Tom Brady. After the year where he had, he was in his prime, he had his best season of all time. But what sticks most in Tom Brady's mind is the day he fell to 199 in the NFL draft. We were led to believe that he was going to be drafted, possibly second round, probably third round. You know, I don't want to sit around and 
Maybe my hopes get up, or I'd rather just take my mind off it. And finally, he comes back into the house, and it's about the 22nd pick of the sixth round. And he says, I, I got to get out of here. The poor guy, the tension in the house is, is just really rough. And, and it was hard. I remember taking a walk with my dad and mom around the block. It was just a tough day, you know? I just remember being there with my mom and dad. You know, they just were so supportive of me. And, uh, and they take it as emotional as I do. You know, finally when the Patriots called, I was so excited, you know? I was like, <laughs> I don't have to be an insurance salesman, you know? So, okay, so is that an old video? Tell it's me. from halfway through his career. Yeah. When he was the best quarterback in the league. Mm -hmm. Reflecting on that time, he still feels emotional that he was passed over. Yeah, I didn't expect him to get that emotional. <laughs> Even though he's the best quarterback in the league, he feels like every game, if he doesn't have a great game, if he doesn't have a great practice, they might replace him. He lives with that fear, with a huge chip on his shoulder. And that's just fueled Tom Brady into becoming maybe the best you know, football player to ever play the game. Yeah. The other player that uh, I'm sure Peter was going to mention is... Uh, Julian Edelman. Edelman is the undersized, has no business playing the position he does. He's from the island of misfit toys. Like No <laughs> one wants Edelman. And somehow on the Patriots, he became one of their most important players. He is the guy who's willing to run across the middle of the field with the 300, 400 pound guys taking him down. And he's just willing to make the cuts and make the plays that maybe even a bigger guy isn't willing to. He's just a hard worker. And this is gonna do it for you. This is what's gonna do it. Julian Edelman is known for saying, I love you, Tom Brady. And anytime they're interviewed together, you can see Tom Brady kind of like, don't say it, don't say it, Edelman. <laughs> and Edelman will go, I love this guy. He's the best player ever. I love Tom Brady. I love you, Tom Brady. That's a cute team dynamic. Yeah. Right there, yeah. I mean, I can't get it on board with the no days off thing. That's a bit much, but he's just, about, he's just about hard work, it sounds like. Just working hard. Focusing yeah. on try to soften the, the message. Yeah. <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> uh, it's like your Belichick's PR. Yeah. No days off. What he means is <laughs> we're gonna have a weekend, and on Monday we'll work twice as hard. No, he means no days off. Rams. Let's see if the Rams charm can win you over. <laughs> the Rams have another player. It's exciting because he played for the Patriots last year. <gasps> what? And now he's on the Rams. He's a great player. He's so tiny. You, He's hard to see on the field because he's, if you think of like five dimes in a pile, <laughs> that's how high he is. He's very tiny. He's five dimes tall and his biceps are like... It's like me lying down sideways. <laughs> and But no, me crunching a ball, that's his bicep. Like, his biceps are enormous. He's in incredibly good shape, but he's so small. You're like, oh, no, someone take that small person off the field. They will get hurt. 
get hurt, he's up there in the league leaders for running and catching the ball. He plays wide receiver. How can he be faster than anyone? He's five dimes tall. That means his legs are two dimes. His legs are two dimes tall, but they move faster, so he blows past people. You're like, is that is he playing in fast forward and everyone else playing in slow motion? It's he's a he's a dangerous threat because he won't uh, catch uh, for the whole game. You'll kind of forget about him, and then if you forget about him for one second. He catches the ball. Every sport has people like this where you go, that's a five dime. You can't you can't even play the sport, let alone be one of the best. Cool. I like that story. Okay, well I guess I will cheer for the Rams because they <gasps> seem to have very good team values. They seem to support each other and you know, I like the uh Three dimes and yeah, positive coaching. Brandon he's got a name. His name is Brandon. He's got a name. Yeah. And yeah, but I think that I don't know. We'll see because obviously the Patriots win a lot of games, so they're also really good. I mean, I'm not against the Patriots either. And let's let's conclude by throwing a little shade at these team stories to see if that changes your mind. Okay. Yeah. And then we'll get your final pick. Okay. So, so if you're currently leading, uh, leaning towards the Rams, uh, a couple warning flags would be some uh-oh, of uh-oh. <laughs> some of the uh, the players that we haven't mentioned just yet. There are a couple players on their team in particular. They're mean. <laughs> How do you do that? Dominic and Sue would be one in particular. Now his issues are all on field issues. He's a bit of a not a bit of. He is a dirty player. He's oh, been no. known to. Uh, he has stepped on some some players. He's been fined a number of times for being violent in a sport that is already too violent. You also have Akib Talib. I mean, the chain. The chain's the other story. The chain, yeah. Michael Crabtree would wear a gold chain and then they run around and play the game. He has a gold chain on. You know, sometimes you want to look nice when you're playing a game. And Talib, who was defending him, grabbed the gold chain and ripped it off. He tore his gold chain off. (laughs) Cut to the next game that they're playing against each other. Crabtree has bought a new (laughs) necklace. Okay? Guess what Talib did? Tore it off. He tore it off again! (laughs) These are, they're not free. They're such a mean thing to do. Did he tear it off during the game? During the game. The clock. Hey, now. Let's play nice. Let's have a good, fair, fun game. (laughs) Okay, but, well, tearing off someone's necklace, well, we don't know what happened before that. Maybe... Whoa, (laughs) we gotta gotta tell him apologies here. I like this. I like this. Wow, this story sold you on it. I love this. I just don't know what happened before. Maybe he did something to warrant. (laughs) Okay, so those are your two storylines with a look at the characters. I guess we should have began with that characters not the actual people we don't know the people we're always reducing people in the public eye to a couple mm. relatable characters because our interest in sports is what does it say about you to be rooting for these stories who do you cheer for rams or patriots i guess at this point i like them both i feel like they have both 
both teams have some good characters for sure. I guess at this point, I think I'll stick with the Rams. Um, yeah, just because I like that the coach is young and it seems like there's some positiveness on the team. All right. Yeah. We know who Liza's is shooting, shooting for. That's uh, when you uh, cheer, but you shoot, shoot at the same time. So grab your guns and shoot for the team that you want on Sunday. If you'll be shooting for the Rams or the Pats, blam, blam, blam. Uh, and the other one is Deflategate. Brady missed a quarter of the season because they suspected he gave the word to let air out of footballs. Yeah, and it happened once or twice or something. It's not like this is the reason why the Patriots were winning all the time. Wow, a Brady apologist as well. (laughs) Got your lawyer, Patriots. I mean, he wanted a little less air in the ball. (laughs) (laughs) That's what he should have said. He shouldn't have said, I deleted my phone. He should have just said, I want a little less air in the ball. And they would have been like, that's not that bad. Telephone said that you were all alone.